This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, uh, that is a look at the Cowboys' schedule in the second half of the season. In order for them to perform at a higher level in the second half of the season, we need to see them improve in a couple areas. We're going to talk about those areas where they still need to see improvement and how realistic it is that they can achieve improvement. And if they're going to do it, how do they do it? Is it schematic? Is it just improved play from your guys here? Is it about going and signing depth pieces? Whatever it may be. Before we do that, I've got to give a shout-out to our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. I've told you guys for the last several weeks now, you need to be hitting up Boomer Jacks on Tuesday and Wednesday. It is half price wings on those days. Tuesday, it's half price bone in wings. Wednesday, it's half price boneless wings. And they are some of the best wings you will ever have. And in addition to that, it's the coldest beer you're ever going to have. I cannot stress this enough. The beer is ice cold there at Boomer Jacks. Wall to wall TVs, live music. It is a wonderful environment for whatever you're looking for. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, as we look at the second half of the season, I think there are two areas where everybody wants to see improvement. And it's they want to see more solid run defense, and they want to see the this Cowboys receiving core pose more of a threat. Um, let's, let's talk about the run defense first. How realistic is it that this team can improve on run defense? Because, because I know we've had this question a lot where it's like, is it personnel? Is it scheme? What's the issue here with this run defense? Why is it spotty at times? Uh, I think largely it's personnel. Um, and I've said before, if you're going to give me one area where this team is going to struggle, you tell me, hey, you got to pick one of these. Run defense, pass defense, passing game, or running game. Where do you want your team to struggle? I'd probably pick run defense, to be honest. Um, and so – for me, I, I think that it's possible for them to improve, especially if Damone Clark comes in here and starts playing with some more confidence and and and, and starts taking some more risk and, and believes in himself a little bit. Because like you mentioned, he was playing kind of safe the other day, just trying not to make any mistakes. If he can play with some confidence, I think that's a huge X factor, um, stepping in and playing in place of Anthony Barr. And then the other aspect here, of course, we know is Jonathan Hankins, a guy who played 33 snaps, in the first game uh, against the the Bears last week. And he's, he's somebody who, who played really well. The, Michael Galkin from the Dallas Morning News had this note that when Jonathan Hankins was on the field, the Bears running backs Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery combined for 11 carries and 39 yards, which was three and a half average. And when he was on the sideline, they were 20 carries for 113 yards and a touchdown. So just the raw numbers say that when Hankins was in there, they were better. So is this a run defense that you think can legitimately improve with the personnel that they have now? Is it something 
Dan Quinn needs to work on, or is it just about getting guys back healthy like Damone Clark and having them gel with the unit? Bob, I think this really comes down to how much discipline that can you play with. And I mean discipline in the way of when you're asked to play leverage and you decide that I'm going to go inside and chase the quarterback and then lose leverage and the quarterback runs away and gains like 12 yards, 13 yards, and gets a first down, then your your defense run defense is not going to be any good. I, I've said this before, Bobby, and it's the same things that's happened in these earlier games. You get you get defensive ends that get hooked. You get defensive ends that get blocked. You get defensive ends that go out of position. You get defensive ends that chase inside, don't stay up the field. You know. You get linebackers that are step late. You know, you get the defensive line lets guards and centers up on the linebackers. They get blocked. You have a corner that is not willing at times to step up or safety that's able to fill. I I think this is so much more about discipline than it is anything. You know, they, they, they were really good early in that game. And the great example, if you want to go back and watch the All-22, is they run a toss sweep on the Bears' first drive. Bears run a toss sweep, and everybody played it perfect. The, the, the defensive end played it perfect, the safeties, the linebackers, and Anthony Brown stepped up and made a play and forced it back inside, and it was a no-game play. You know, that's what you have to do when you're playing run defense. Yeah, they're going to, you know, when Hankins, when they run the ball inside and Hankins is in there, you're not going to move him. He's a hard guy to move. That's why with Michael Gelkin, what he, you know, what he uh, presented to you was absolutely right. The all 22 showed that. When you're bad on the edge, that's when teams, and teams have figured this out. It's like, hey, how can we get the ball to the outside of the perimeter on the Cowboys? Because they don't handle the perimeter runs necessarily all that well those are the big plays you know now with Hankins you'll be a little bit more stout inside but those perimeter plays they that needs a lot more discipline than what they've shown hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When we look at the receiving core, we know they tried to get Brandon Cooks. They're going to get James Washington back here soon enough. You you hope Things click for Jalen Tolbert. I personally, Brian, I don't know about you. I'm writing off the season for Tolbert. I, I think at this point you need to just assume you're getting nothing out of him this year and, and reload for next year, um, which is a disappointment because I think there was an opportunity for him to get some reps here. You've had Simi Fajoko hurt. Dennis Houston was somebody they liked, but it didn't necessarily work out, uh, and, and he's back on the practice squad now. Um, is there a way for this – receiving core you think to get better without adding anybody 
Is, is this is the receiving core is the way to get the receiving core better? Maybe to get Peyton Hendershot more reps, um, or, or or to find you know see how things work with Dak, and maybe just the addition of Dak is enough to get the receiving core playing better. What's the answer for this receiving core to play better football in the second half of the year? Yeah, I I, I think it's been a real wash for Tolbert. Um, you know, he's playing special teams and things like that, and they're putting him on certain offensive packages. You know, he's you know he hasn't had the opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I think this team is when you look at Noah Brown and what he's been able to do. I think that's been a really nice. Uh, you know, surprise for them that he stepped up and played the way he has. I think the way they were able to get Gallup going was last week was a really good thing. You know, I think the the fact that they showed some creativity on a like a huge wheel route, really, if you want to call it that, with CeeDee Lamb that went for a touchdown. That's the things I'm looking for. I'm looking for the creativity of I'm looking for the creativity of CeeDee Lamb, of Michael Gallup. Turpin, Noah Brown, and three tight ends. That's going to be your offense the second half. And with Pollard and Zeke, uh, you know, God willing, running the football as well. Is is that your expectation? You think that they come out of the bye week and that there's more work for Kevontae Turpin? Do you yeah, think I do. Actually see him worked in a little bit more? I do. I do because, you know, and I asked, we had Barry Church on our show on 105.3 The Fan to, on uh, – on a Thursday and he was uh you know I asked him the question about are there things you're going to see are there other other things that coaches work on during the bye that will implement the second half and we've seen some things that they've done with Turpin whether it's an option uh motion toss sweep those kinds of things I think that you're going to see a lot more of him I don't think you necessarily want to show everybody what you've got that first eight games, but the second eight I, and first, second nine, I think you're going to, you're going to see him involved a lot more. When we look at the, the getting Noah Brown back, obviously getting those opportunities, getting CeeDee Lamb, things like that. How much of this on this receiving core playing better do you think is on Dak Prescott though? We, we've seen him step up and, and play well uh, in these two games since he's been back, or really the last six quarters. I mean, the first half, there there were some struggle moments. It's hit or miss that first half when he first came back. Um, but when you look at the, the the second half of the season, how much of the receiving core playing better is going to be on Dak developing that chemistry and, and Dak playing better and putting those guys in positions to succeed? I think it's an absolute must. Um, and he's shown that with limited practice against the Lions – Second half, I thought he did a nice job against the Bears. I thought he was outstanding. You could say what you want about the interception. The more you watch that, the more you're thinking, well, the route needed to be inside. It's a gamble throw. He made it, you know, but he was also expecting this guy to be in the middle of the field. I think it's on him. I think they're going to need him. This running game could clearly help him. Uh, I feel like that these receivers – uh, with what you have can help. I think the tight ends are going to be a big, big, big factor. They could do a lot of things with those tight ends that will make easy throws for Dak. And those guys will be hard to cover. So I kind of feel like that it won't all be on him, but he is going to need to make good throws and good decisions uh, for them to win those 12 or 13 games you and I are talking about.
We've we've talked about the run defense. We've talked about the receiving core. Are there any other areas of this team that we're neglecting that, hey, this needs to be an improvement. They need to find a way to do this better, even if it's not that they're struggling with it right now, that they need to be better at it. They really, when you look at that game against opening day against Tampa, they didn't run the ball particularly well. You look at the commander's game, they didn't run the ball particularly well. You know, you look at the the Eagles game, well, that was all, those were the turnovers and stuff, but, you know, maybe they should have tried to run the ball more. I think this running game is going to have to improve. And I'm not just talking about the teams that struggle against run defense, uh, like, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to find a way to manipulate offense and do it by running the football. And whether that's the combination of, Zeke and Pollard or just Pollard or just Zeke, but you just need to figure that out. And when you're playing against teams that have exceptional run defense, then you need to figure that out and be able to do that. And that's something I, I, I definitely would like to see. They, they've done a nice job of running the ball, but there's going to be some points and times where they're going to have to do it against a really, really good run defense and, uh, and, and prove that they can. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.